Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Monday, July 1st, 2019. I'm Rich Straffolino. In a blog post, Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg announced new policies to combat misinformation on the platform regarding the 2020 U.S. election and census, coinciding with the publication of Facebook's Civil Right Audit Progress Report. Facebook will ban ads that discourage voting, with a new policy and enforcement details promised before the 2019 U.S. gubernatorial elections. The company also announced it is treating the U.S. census with the same priority as the election, with policies that forbid any census interference or misinformation on the platform, dedicated training for employees working on census ads and content, and working with external organizations to promote census participation. Over the weekend, U.S. President Trump announced the U.S. Department of Commerce will review whether to remove Huawei from the entity list that bars the company from trading with U.S. suppliers as part of restarted trade negotiations with China. The president stated he did not think the ban was fair to U.S. suppliers and would consider resuming sales that didn't impact national security. Talks between President Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping also committed to no new tariffs but did not discuss extradition of Huawei CTO Meng Wanzhou. Amazon announced that Amazon Air Daily Service to Anchorage, Alaska will begin this week. The move will help Amazon meet its one-day prime shipping guarantee, but also provides a base to expand its logistics capabilities into Asia. Currently, 79% of all cargo flights between Asia and North America stop in Anchorage, with over 20 daily flights to Shanghai leaving from Stevens Anchorage International Airport. Amazon Air flies out of over 20 U.S. airports currently and announced it was expanding its fleet to 70 planes by 2021. Nielsen's mid-year music report showed an increase in streaming music of 31.6% over the first half of last year to a record of 507.7 billion streams, though it was a slower growth rate than previous years. Nielsen attributes the success to singles from Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish, Khalid, BTS, Lil Nas X, and Bad Bunny, among other factors. But the report also noted the impact of TikTok and its 500 million worldwide monthly users. TikTok made Lil Nas X's Old Town Road the most consumed on-demand song of the year so far, with 1.3 billion streams. Nielsen also notes video streams of music are growing faster at 39.6% versus audio, which was at 27.8%. Physical album sales, digital album and track sales, and even vinyl sales all decreased. Recapture's latest version, which Google launched last fall and is invisible to users, is now used on more than 650,000 websites. Google now analyzes the way users navigate a site and assigns them a risk score based on how malicious their behavior might be. So, if a user with a high risk score logs into a site, reCAPTCHA can prompt a two-factor authentication check. But according to Mohamed Akraut, a computer science PhD student at the University of Toronto, reCAPTCHA simulations that ran on a browser with a connected Google account received lower risk scores than browsers without a connected Google account or one using Tor or a VPN. That has led some critics of ReCAPTCHA to point out that privacy suffers as a result of the tool working effectively. Samsung launched a dedicated app store where third parties can offer their own Bixby-compatible services called Bixby Marketplace in the U.S. and South Korea. Bixby Marketplace will be available on the Bixby page on Samsung phones, with plans to eventually include it in the main Galaxy app store. Users can either browse for third-party services, called capsules, or be prompted to install one through voice. At launch, transactional capsules will be supported, allowing payment to process through Bixby, with plans to launch subscription-capable support at a later date. 
Business Insider reports that several publishers on Apple News Plus have been unimpressed by initial revenue from the service. One source said actual revenue was about one-twentieth of what Apple proposed, and another said it was similar to what they had been seeing through Texture prior to being acquired by Apple. Apple reportedly acknowledged that there is user confusion over free and paid news articles. Some publishers reportedly dislike the use of the magazine format for news content. And finally, Google published a developer site for its Fuchsia OS at fuchsia.dev. The site aggregates all current documentation from source code on GitHub, as well as information on the Zircon microkernel, with the ability to have it all installed as a progressive web app on mobile. Fuchsia OS was originally published in GitHub in 2016 and uses a non-Linux-based microkernel originally developed for embedded devices. For more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com and remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.